it is time to tune up the band and deck the halls yet again for it is the 2024 sweet chinwag christmas special we are back in the wrestling grotto for another year i am the elf silly sam joined as ever by my other elves debonair dan and <coughs> ravishing rudan <laughs> you get... seem to get more and more gravelly every year you say that uh, it's, a... it's 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 the point where like the caricature and the realistic impression of Vince start to converge on themselves. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, I did just watch that XFL documentary, that ESPN one, just before we recorded. So maybe that's oh, rubbing yeah, off that, slightly. Yeah, that'll do it. That would do I'm it. I'm gonna inject. <laughs> I'm gonna inject the XFL <laughs> with a lethal dose. <laughs> no. Anyway. How That's are... a steroid scandal V2. <laughs> oh, God. How are we doing, chaps, on this uh on this Christmas? It's been extremely tired. Yeah. God, so tired. Yeah, you you were working right up to the last minute, weren't you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I it's just kind of weird that we're we're actually uploading on Christmas. That's Yeah, this is wow. a weird one where we don't have to double like double stack episodes. We actually timed this so Christmas is on a Monday. It's going out on a Monday. <laughs> so there you go. The it's... universe saw our recording pattern and was like, "Don't worry, fellas, I've got you." Yeah, this one time we get a we get a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad, so glad that we finally get a break on this one. But oh yeah, it has been weird in the sense that I've had my birthday and. That went up on my birthday, the, the Carter episode. So I consider it a birthday present to myself, in a sense. And I'm really so happy with how Your that episode... Your birthday present to yourself is the gift of Nobuhiko to Carter. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I can't think of a better gift, if I'm honest, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's how well it's been received by so many people and how Squill yeah. and Osandino enjoyed their time there as well. I really enjoyed that one. And now we've got Christmas to look forward to but i've also mm -hmm. been kind of like like in switch off mode where i haven't had anything yeah. to do and that's really yeah. weird considering how busy i've been this year yeah it's yeah. been so weird to just switch off and not have anything to do that i'm kind of like i'm asking my girlfriend what if there's anything i can do or like on my birthday i was the one that was going at her beck and call to kind of like put stuff away but it's like when when that's supposed to be the complete opposite of what you do on your birthday but it was just like i can't i need to do something otherwise i will go mad <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I am slowly getting to that point where I am, where the days are starting to grow longer and longer. Like, like the, the, the Boxing Day to, to like, New, Year. New Year's Eve, Eve Death March is going to hit different this year. The Twilight Zone of, the Twilight Zone of, uh, of the year, as most people would like to call it. And it's true, because time ceases to fucking exist. Yes. <laughs> We've said this so many times, though, on these specials. It's like, we when we get to this part, it's like, we don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing, though. It, it, as I affectionately refer to it as the Christmas Phantom Zone. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, well, like, whatever, whatever, whatever happens in that time happens, right? Because I was speaking to people at work about this, and we had a whole thing, which was, what are you most looking forward to about Christmas? And I said, being able to eat 30 pigs in blankets and not get judged for it. I, I continued, like, the never-ending war with the turkey. <laughs> one of us will stand and one of us will fall one day. Oh. Rid is in an Iron Man match with it. 
I it's this, at this point it's like I have it's like Mordred versus Arthur at the well Camelot is in flames. <laughs> we're knights of the round table. <laughs> we dance forever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the turkey's like your like fucking Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah, say no, your Ishmael and his. No, I am Ahab. Definitely, I am fucking Ahab with this turkey. Always <laughs> will be. <laughs> I, I, or, or the modern incarnation. I am the Khan to the Turkey's Kirk. I will never, ever let it go. I just in, the, s- in the in the infamous word in the infamous words, me and you are destined to do this forever. <laughs> yes. I want to see. I now want to see Reardon dress as Captain Ahab now. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Reardon dressed as Captain Kirk. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Either either of those both would share the same amount of chest. I am <laughs> forever pending. <laughs> God, we're we're off the defense already. We haven't even got oh, into yeah. the yeah, episode. Yeah. It's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Nothing matters. This is the Nothing time of matters. this is the time of year where like your older relatives start drinking at like eight a.m. Yeah, yeah. And it's socially socially acceptable, except the times they always do it every weekend. You're like, and like don't worry about stop it. it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh. Like I said, eating thirty pigs in blankets, and I can't get judged because it's Christmas. Oh man, uh, we're gonna get into our little chat all about Christmas and our little sp- and our specialist subject for this episode. But as always. For every year and every Christmas, we give you this episode thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, much like Captain Ahab, (laughs) (laughs) we will never, for for pending's sake, we spit our last breath at thee because we are always pending and always will be. And I don't care how many of our crew need to die to do it. This metaphor broke down somewhat, but who cares? It's Christmas! <laughs> there you go. That's what That's I'm it. That's it. Right, so, no news this week. As, of course, we're having a break over Christmas special. But if there's anything that you guys want news-wise, the only thing is that the merger between... Oh, sorry, not the merger, but the deal between WWE and Warner Brothers Discovery is still very much on the table, despite the whole federal investigation into the TKO merger itself. So, there you go. That's the only news you're getting for us this week. And and a slight little sidebar to that, it's also weird because there's been uh, rumours and things of Paramount maybe buying Warner Brothers which yeah. is which which makes this oh, an yeah. absolute which makes this an absolute fucking constru- what's the what the what are the fucking decepticons that that combined are, just, are they just combiners combinacons are they just combiners Maybe. i think they're just combined it's just an absolute fucking Clusterfuck. Basically, every single large media entity you can think of is large is quickly becoming incredibly centralized. It yeah, really, really until much, Dis- to, much to everyone's detriment. Yeah. What well, I was going to say, Reardon, look, we look forward in a few years' time when Paramount and Warner Brothers are merged together that we get that Batman Warriors crossover everyone's been bugging for. God damn it! You see, <laughs> the problem is, I I can think of multiple ways where that would rip. <laughs> Like, like, can you imagine the Dark Knight Returns mutants fighting the warriors? That fucking rip. Yes. Unfortunately, regretfully, <laughs> that would fucking go. Oh, God. 
Oh. It's okay. I, I for one, am looking forward to the future where every where everything I want to watch gets removed after a week because it didn't ping a 10 million rating. Now, Dan, it's Christmas time. We're not going <laughs> to think on this. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got a lot of All I want to do at like Christmas that. time is watch fucking Muppet Christmas Carol and these fucking streaming services make it the most difficult in the universe. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. On there Disney are other streaming and... services available if you want them. And apparently, and I think this, I think it's on Disney Plus now. Finally, with when when Love Is Gone. Yes, Love Is Gone is. Yeah. I, I can confirm that is because I was watching it the other day, and when Love Is Gone is is back on that version. Thank goodness for that, if you ask. Sometimes me. there is justice in this world. I know we discussed we it before. Had what is right? I know yeah. we discussed it before. Had when we talk about movie, uh, when we talked about movies in a in a previous Christmas special. But I still yes. can't believe how hard and how committed to the part of Scrooge Michael Kane really was for that specific version of a Christmas Carol. This is this is why you get non comedy actors to do yes. comedy films. Yes. Yes. Follow the Leslie Nielsen blueprint. Exactly. Exactly. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. Recommendations. Do we have any this Christmas, fellas? So I will recommend something just as a less of a recommendation and more like a reminder slash announcement. The apparently long awaited sequel to Chicken Run is now on Netflix. Mm. It is, yes. Which I have not seen at the time of this recording, but I just still kind of like shocked that there is a sequel to Chicken Run. Uh, yeah, a movie that seemed extremely self-contained. Mm-hmm. I I mean I I assume it's just people wanting more Chicken Run. But like I love Chicken Run. It's a classic. Yes. But I don't know if I wanted like more, more. Chicken Run. But, I, I would argue that on its own, it stands as a great, like, it stands as a great entity. And it is yeah. so important to the history of Ardman because it was their first feature length film. It's true. Yeah. And, like, and I know that, like, they can't do Wallace and Gromit anymore because, because Wallace passed away. Yes. Shout out to you, Ray, rest in peace. But it's still weird. Yes. It's still, like, of all the ones, ch Chicken Run, but you know what, whatever. I mean, Ardman got Ardman, and I, I ain't got to, like, get them get them work. Like, it's fine. Get them work, I'm... yeah. I, 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 even more than ever, get them work, because, of course, they've been through a bit of financial trouble, and they almost lost their supplier, for, well, since they've started, yeah. their plasticine um, supplier. Was such a... I'm so glad that they put out that announcement, because everyone, everyone was, like, panicking because i think and it was because like it was kind of like a sobering realization that resources are finite yeah yeah but do you know, do you know what i love about it though it speaks it speaks to ardman's place as a, like a literal cornerstone of british media yeah even though like they are in the in the global media scape they are like a tiny company based out of bristol yeah <laughs> yes i have i have been near their near their studios I, like... I, I i once went to um the science museum in bristol and they had an entire exhibit dedicated to wallace and gromit yeah um it's... and it's... the moment people found out that they were threatened everyone was like holy shit <laughs> yeah the moment everyone's you can guarantee that there were fucking scientists scrapping life-saving work uh, to, to figure out a new formula for the clay so they could continue on see this is the importance everybody of ardman and why dreamworks and i'm calling out jeffrey katzenberg uh in in, in especially in regard never 
understood the appeal of Aardman in this country and indeed the wider world, I think. They, you, you had an institution. They, they, our Dreamers basically had the BBC and they were like, nah. Nah, <laughs> we're good. Like, unbelievable. Did unbelievable. you know that, the, funnily, I found out that The Croods was supposedly an Aardman IP before that deal or their partnership with DreamWorks ended. That sounds like an entirely real possibility. Yeah, that, that I believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Strange, strange but, one, yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's uh, But yeah, that's my... You know what my recommendation is? Ardman. Watch anything they've ever done. The Sledgehammer music video. Did. Great music yeah. video. They did okay. Sledgehammer, really? That was Ardman. That did, Ardman did the, did the Sledgehammer music video for Peter Gabriel. God damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. the more you know. Can I, <laughs> can I, can I give some really really random shout outs go on absolutely okay first off as obviously coming up to the end of the year one of the biggest things has been all the music releases and everything like that mm-hmm. um i would like to give first off a massive shout out to uh megan the stallions um remix of her song cobra featuring the band spirit box nice 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 i have heard i don't that know if good. any yes uh, we are one step closer to potentially reaching second generation new metal. <laughs> honestly, honestly uh, I uh, literally just before this recording, I was watching uh, the, the end of a Polyphonics history of the, the guitar solo, talking about the future of the guitar solo. We might already be there. We may already, we haven't reached the proper point yet, but it, it's heralding good signs. Yeah, like, like it, it might, like it, we might not be there, but it is, it is on the horizon. Like, we can see it coming. <laughs> um, because this came up in a conversation I had um, at my workplace um, where, you know, members, certain members of the younger generation have missed out on things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I would just like to say, people, um, go and listen to like any early Jay Z album. They really go hard. They do. They really do. They do. They do. I I can't look. I cannot say that I am a full on Jay Z guy. Never really have been. Oh, no, like I but... like I I absolutely am not. But like recently, I went back and listened to like the Blueprint, mm. and like it's really good. Yeah. Uh... Um. And then lastly, lastly, and this gets by the most random one three. Um, a friend of mine introduced me to a friend of mine has slowly been introducing me to Warhammer stuff. Oh, no, <laughs> no, oh, okay. no. he's slowly been introducing me to it um, and showed me uh, the latest uh, game release they've done, Warhammer Forty K Rogue Trader, and, oh, it, yeah. and it genuinely looks like one of like the best kind of rpg styly things i've seen in a while oh wait there's a new rogue trade because there was one before no this this is this is the whole pc game oh like, right, right 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 and i literally spent like two hours with it and i fucking <laughs> loved it despite the fact i know jack shit about the universe <laughs> yeah Oh man! Imagine living with a housemate who who loves Warhammer is now getting you more and more into it. Don't worry. 
Oh, Chaos yeah. Marines all the way. Anyway, uh, can I make a suggestion as well, a recommendation, if that's all right? Yeah, go ahead. Um, a good friend of mine that I once worked with um, as, uh, was one of the key post-production people behind John Woo's latest film, Silent Night. And Whoa. I watched it and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And as everyone knows me, I'm uh, I'm quite the fan of John Woo's films. Um, uh, I, I love I've been loving his directorial style for the longest time. And so when I saw that there was an as a John Woo Christmas action film, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> Give me all that, of yeah, that. I, 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 I already know that is cooking. It absolutely, yeah. I love, it, it's come out the same week as Godzilla Minus One, so it's kind of flown under the radar, but it is on Sky right now. So it's kind of got like a like a simul- simultaneous release uh, for TV oh, okay. and, uh, and for cinema over here, and I can't hey, recommend it because, enough. Uh, actually, because you said it as well, sorry, real quick. Because you mentioned John Woo. Let me give a shout out to John Woo's Stranglehold. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Let also, me give that yes. shout out real quick. You know what? Actually, we can actually, this actually is unfortunately um, related because uh, James McCaffrey unfortunately passed away. Yes, he did. Who was the voice of one of my favorite video game series of all time max Payne. thank you i do I, and i am one of these people yeah. that loves all free games i don't care what anyone oh. says about free literally all free games are incredible all three of them are just the best mm. uh i'm really looking forward to that uh of that remaster that's apparently going to be happening so, very soon from what i've heard they still want to proceed forward with using mm. mccaffrey as the voice of max because they said there's I, from what I've heard, there's no way they could recast Max Payne. No, no, that's fair. And that I, you know what? Give fair. them credit where credit's due. Sam, I mean, I can't imagine how Sam Lake feels because it's like that's been one of his kind of like key people at Remedy yeah. for the longest time. He's been in pretty much every game since Max Payne. He was in Alan Wake. He was in yeah. Control, which, by the way, love that game. Was amazing. It's great. It's great. And was in Alan yeah. Wake Two as well. So it's like. Yeah. um Oh man, I it's James McCaffrey is going to be sorely missed. Like he yeah. was a force of nature in voice acting for video games. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Oh, back to where we're. Silent Night, fantastic film. Highly recommend it. Go watch it. And if not for anything, for supporting my good friend who was part of the post production team for Silent Night. Also, just go out and watch some John Woo films. Yeah, just a general. Go watch John, John, John Woo films. Go unbelievably hard. Go watch Hard Boiled. That's all I'll I was say. gonna say. Just... Hard boiled is the one. Yeah. It has my one of my personal favorite English or English dubs ever. It's that one scene where Tequila just goes, bullshit. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Alrighty, with that then, fellas, it is time to talk about well, our subject for the Christmas special this year: Christmas music. Yeah, we're taking a break. An, incredib- an incredibly divisive topic. <laughs> just one of the most violent things you can okay, talk about because okay. i've i've caught heat about this at work yeah do you like lad baby because if you do you get you, you're getting off the call right now <laughs> how right. dare you tar me with that brush <laughs> sir how dare you accuse me of enjoying lad baby i thought we were friends is this your heel turn <laughs> i'm shooting from the hip brother he is shooting from the hip i'm gonna shoot you with his chair in a moment 
<laughs> no. Okay. I got I I caught heat at work for this because I said and I quote I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. Mm. Okay. So there is a lot of heat that can be done with Christmas music because it is so ingrained in the culture. It is so like like and everyone's like Christmas Christmas music becomes ingrained with your Christmas, which is very yeah. personal. Sure. However, I will say this specifically for this year, in that I have never been into I've never been in a scenario where I've been in a shop doing my stuff and I shit you not, every single Christmas song being played was garbage. Was the worst Christmas songs I've ever heard in my life. Christmas songs I've never heard in my life, every single one of them terrible. Every single, I've never been in that situation before. There, have been, there are Christmas songs that I love, Christmas songs that I hate, but I at least know the classics. I know what I'm getting myself into. This time, no. Just... Yeah. Awful. I I I have to to make that point to start off with, yes. which actually made me appreciate the Christmas, even the Christmas songs that I hate that bit more. The thing the thing is right is I feel like, and I feel like it's something we'll talk about more as we go into it. But they 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 just don't make them like they used to. They really don't. They really really I... don't. But the, 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 I feel like the heart isn't there anymore. It's. I... I feel like it's more kind of um, everyone's they don't done got it. that Christmas dog in them. They don't. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. I feel like everyone now wants to go for the novelty of hitting number one rather than going, "Hey, let's just write a song based around Christmas that actually isn't too bad," and you don't feel so like weird listening to it if it pops up on a playlist uh, mm. in the middle of the year. So. Now we've got to get into it, like, what do you, what factors do you think make a good Christmas song? Oh, man. Okay. Oh, God, Dan. <laughs> All right. If I'm saying what makes a good Christmas song, I think it's got, it's got to have, like, not, not like, if I say serviceable melody. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I don't need it to be like the greatest composition ever written, but it needs to be like easy to follow and like pretty consistent, you know, v verse, chorus, verse, chorus, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it needs the addition of specific Christmas stuff, even if it's slightly annoying. Mm -hmm. Like you need bells, you need yeah. like other random instruments no one's ever thought about in like a hundred years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second, where I put in my my where I, where I put on my my I where I make my heel turn with one of my opinions, which has gotten and, me shit from constant. But we'll get into it. Third, it has it has to be stupid, but know that it's stupid. Yes, any Christmas song which takes itself seriously is immediately out of the race. <laughs> mm. He's right, you know. He's and right. and people will have an exception to that. And I would argue that it isn't actually an exception, but we'll get to that when we discuss the song. 
Well, for me, I feel like it needs a seven-eight drum pattern. It needs to have uh, it needs to have math rock guitar uh, licks. Uh, basically, I'm just saying that American football is quintessential Christmas. I'm just kidding. I'm is just this kidding. Christmas by Tool? <laughs> Christmas by Tool. Could you imagine if Tool did put out a Christmas album? And it's that just would like be incredible. It's just like five hours long. long. <laughs> I hope you're ready for the fir- for the thirteen-minute Christmas prog experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay and then it, you know it well, you know what it would be after that rush would see it and go fuck they're uh, doing one we need to do one oh, now no, i was gonna say who was that british prog band <laughs> that's too that's too broad that's just that's just far too broad um oh i can't remember oh it doesn't matter i'll, I'll remember it eventually yeah so um for me <laughs> The best Christmas songs are very specific. Like I think specific specific feelings. You have to be very specific when you go for a Christmas song. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about let's talk about probably the worst mainstream always played Christmas song, which is of course Paul McCartney. It's the worst one. <laughs> okay, because right, this is Sam, Sam said this, and like I, I very firmly agree with this, which is just in the grand scale, it's just dog. <laughs> yeah, like, and I feel like the biggest problem is that that song is not specific about what it wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel true. that is the, like even the one that I, even the Christmas song that I hate more than it. But I can, but I will always concede is not worse than it. Is about a specific feeling, a specific thing during during Christmas time. <laughs> but what if you are simply having a wonderful Christmas time? No, that's not specific. Like White Christmas, <laughs> White Christmas is specifically about the snow of Christmas <laughs> and hoping that you get like a traditional. Christmas. That's what Bing Cosby is singing about. Yes. <laughs> okay, because here's my thing about simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which is, you know those first two points that I said? <clears throat> it takes those to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And makes one of the most bland, uninteresting, and just like, frankly, boringly repetitive song that I ever heard. And I, that's coming from a person that actively enjoys and promotes the listening of Daft Punk. This is yes. true. Do you feel yes. like it like I I feel more emotion in around the world than I do uh, that fucking Paul McCartney song. I I listen to LCD sound systems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 9 minute song with most of the lyrics being the word yeah do you feel like paul mccartney once listened to tangerine dream and figured oh you know what i could do a synth song and i decided just to kill over the keyboard or the moog do you know what i think happened when he made that song go on i think it, it just gives me this vision of a record label coming to him and being like can you make a christmas song and he goes i mean i can and then proceeds to do it in like five minutes the thing that makes me laugh is that I believe he recorded this during the sessions for McCartney 2 (laughs) right and he was just like I think the story was uh, 
fuck it, we're here. Why don't we just write a Christmas song? I mean, wings aren't See, there. I mean, I'm not doing anything for wings, so I might as well just do this. That's the thing about McCartney, is that he just makes so many songs. He hey, just... if you've watched Get Back, you know that full well, that he could just like... do that, and it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> for better or worse, like, we, for every for wonderful Christmas time, we get Live and Let Die. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah, like, I will, like, I, 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 I am, I am a Wings apologist. I, I, Same. I, I put that at, yeah, Same. yeah, see, thank you, thank you. Like, I'm sorry, I am a Wings apologist, which got me a lot of shit with my mate, but I'm sorry, but I am. But it is always his best and worst skill that he can just write a song constantly. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like that's the big problem. And I feel like... I feel like a lot of um, modern Christmas songs, I feel like they just haven't figured out the specifics that they're trying to portray. There's there's a certain kind of, like, character mm. to, to the golden era of Christmas music, at least in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because I feel like most of it was all made in like a solid five year span, and it's it was never like, and it's never stopped. Yeah. Like it all, like that five year span, everyone came out with them, and no one in the music industry since has been like, should we just like circle it round? Like you know, we'll have new songs. No, they just recycled the same bunch of songs over that five year period. Because going back to Wonderful Christmas Time, which I know is psychological damage for all of us. <laughs> Simply, <laughs> it it really is just like Paul McCartney at his worst. Have you yeah. seen like, like like even the music video is Paul McCartney? I know at its worst. Yeah. So the funny thing is that like the golden age, like this is this was this is something that is not surprising to me, but makes but it's like really puts a point into it. The two great like great christmas songs that is slayed merry christmas and i wish it could be christmas every day yes both of them both of them 1973 both of them yeah i literally just looked that up i was like but, but this is the thing i said there right is i love it because like by by all means slade are just a general british kind of rock band yeah, they are just they, they, are they just had a... no need to make this song yeah they, they were no like need. um they were like the uk's answer to to eagles and even like noddy holder i think had an interview recently about to celebrate 50 years of this song was like we didn't need to write this song but one of the bandmates' mother-in-laws was like, why don't you just write a Christmas song for once? And they were like, but we're a rock band. We don't write Christmas songs. And then just suddenly, they were in New York and were like, should we just write a Christmas song? Screw it, let's just write a Christmas song. And then was it um, Wizard that did, um, I wish you were made of former members of ELO? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That makes so much sense that they're ELO. No wonder it's so good. <laughs> it's like it's like neither of these bands had any need or reason to make these. <laughs> but they but they did. And they did it well. I may just say Noddy Holder knocked it out of the fucking park when he recorded and, the vocals. Here's the thing though, right? Noddy Holder is one of the people that because fucking the because of the Christmas song, everyone forgets he's like an actual artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like people, people forget, but people forget that Slade is one an actual band and two men have written multiple great songs. Yes. <laughs> like, like, like that, you said, that, 
the the answer to the Eagles. Yeah, that's like, the, that's kind of bad. yeah, that's the kind of the that's the like the thing where like one, I'm glad that Noddy gets his money every year when oh yeah, like, absolutely, like a hundred percent deserves that bag. But on the other hand, as a man who really loves the song "Cause I Love You," yeah, <laughs> it hurts that no one knows it because because mm. Merry Christmas just engulfs their entire back yeah back law. that that is kind of a shame <laughs> it's and um yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy that i i was i thought they were a year apart i did not realize that they yeah, were no, released I, same year yeah i assumed as well that i and i was trying to look up which one was um which one came first because when you listen to both it could be either or like you're not sure which one could mm. could have been it but yeah, no, the same year. That's wild. That's crazy. Genuinely crazy. Gosh, yeah. when it where's we get more into kind of like eighties when we get to that part. I there are a couple of songs that do stick out for me, but I feel like the one when you mentioned that period of time, everyone immediately goes to Do They Know It's Christmas? Okay. I oh, need, I have here we I go. have here we go. Okay. I'm gonna start sh shooting. Okay, yeah, please go. do. I I got hate for saying this, and I think it's personally a case of that meme where it says they hated Jesus because he told the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I find this song so intensely patronizing. Yes. I hate it. Thank you, thank you, thank I'm you, a, I'm thank a, you. I'm just, I'm just say this right now. As a black man, I have always hated this song. I have. Always hated this okay. song. Do you know? What, do you know? This is, so this is going to be the thing about this, right? So I remember I was in high school, and I was part of the music program, and they wanted us to do this song. They wanted people from the music program to sing this song for a Christmas concert, and it was like the first time I'd ever properly looked at the words. Yeah, and I looked at the words properly, and I just felt like a feeling of like. What am I reading? Because, like, I, part of me was like, none of this makes any sense to me. And also, why is it so patronizing? Yeah. The, I, I, just, I have just thought of this description, which might be the most harshest thing I ever, ever say, but you know what? I stand by it. The, that song... Feed the world, do they know it's Christmas time? Is like holiday in Cambodia played straight. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I, I can't believe how accurate an observation that is to me. It is the most that is the most harshest thing I've ever said about any music opinion. But no, I absolutely stand by it. Like Oh, what a song. What a song I hate. What a song I hate. Yeah, it, actually... it, okay, there's, there's, there's only one thing that I can... There's one thing I can say about this, which is... It is, as yet, the best version of collecting a bunch of different singers together and having them sing on one record. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's other one, We Are The World. I... For for all for all of my criticisms of that song, and they are many, there are many. 
I will go for I will go for Peter Lord just because like melodically it's a lot more interesting in, than we are in, the world. In, in my mind, we are the world just has everyone for the sake of having everyone. Yeah. At least with Juno do they know it's Christmas. They make use of everyone's individual talents and skills. Yeah. Sure. Because like you hear the difference in the voices and they get them to do different things and like it has it has a pretty cool cast of people mm-hmm. is that the right term a cast yeah no I, i'd argue i'd argue a lineup i'd say cast honestly cast sounds more appropriate <laughs> oh, i just really just... especially mm. if not just because of how random some of the people are yeah yeah oh man talking of random just realizing how fucking random the 2014 version of the fucking song was okay okay here we go here we go (laughs) every single repeated version of this yeah and i'm gonna say it they all are not as good as the original thank you yeah yeah which is not great (laughs) yeah like I, I I break out in cold sweats when I think about Dizzy Rascal's verse on. I was gonna oh, say I was like, gonna say thoughts on that and, one. As someone as someone who really does love and appreciate Dizzy Rascal, yeah, he has no business being on that Wait, song. What, boy in the corner, this is not. Yes, this is not. Hey, just but never you never knew that that, you, that we'd ever get a, a a like a collaboration between fucking fucking busted and dizzy rascal but yet we have it in that <laughs> song so uh sam would you like me to do an nwo episode style rundown of every person in the lineup for do they know it's christmas you know what All i'm of actually them? intrigued yes I'm actually I would do, intrigued. I would, i've got the list up right now let's go okay. uh <laughs> so we start with uh robert cool bell and um uh, Dennis Thomas and James J.T. Taylor of Cool and the Gang. Okay. okay. Uh, we have Bono. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, U2 broadly. Uh, the Boomtown Rats. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Phil Collins is credited as a member of Genesis and as a solo artist. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Artists on the postcard, please. <laughs> uh, Ultra members of Ultravox. Yeah. Yeah. Banana Rama. Yeah. 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 Boy George. Glenn Gregory of Heaven Seventeen. Yeah. Spandau Ballet. Yeah. 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 This is where, if we were in person and you were with my family, my mum would drop the one piece of information she always repeats, which she used to work with Tony Hadley. Oh, neat. Neat. Uh, Simon LeBon of Duran Duran. Of course. They can only get one Duran Duran member. They they, they get they get they they do get they do get the other guy as well. Oh okay. Um, obviously George Michael and Boy George. Um, (laughs) I like how it says assorted other members of the Culture Club. (laughs) 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 Uh, Status quo, of course. uh, uh, Sting, not wrestling Sting, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Very much unfortunately. Uh, Jody Watley, Shalimar, uh, Paul Young, and Paul Weller. <laughs> <laughs> that is 80s in a nutshell, really, that isn't is it? Very, it really is. Very, that is very 80s. I mean, I love the concept of such things as Ultravox and Banana Armor being in the same room. Yeah, yes. that that seems like a fun. That seems that like that'd be a fun interaction, honestly. 
Oh yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine them getting off. So once we hit the eighties, again, again, equally as well though. My favorite part about all it, that is literally me though. Mm. Um, I, every single time, my one thing I will say about this that makes me eternally laugh is the existence of status quo. <laughs> <laughs> I find them deeply hilarious for a reason I cannot quite explain. What? Because they <laughs> played, they've played the same chord. They played the same chords structure for every song they made since rocking all over the world, and somehow yeah, they made much. it work. And I can't to be yeah. fault them to for be that. Fair, can... now, to be fair, like if we're gonna if we're gonna ding them for that, we have to ding ACDC, and no one's dinging ACDC. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> So once we get into the 80s, that's when things get really interesting for Christmas music. Because, of course, we have the Lyman, the Lamageddon favorite last Christmas. Yes. Okay, I, I would like to put this in here because, uh, as I found out, lots of people don't know about Lamageddon. Yeah, I really? found this I was, well. I was looked at like I was insane when I was describing it um, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know how, that, how I knew that this, this year's music selection was cursed? Uh-huh. I literally... Have not heard that song in out in the wild. No, this is what I was saying. I did. I okay. I I unfortunately lost. I mm-hmm. did too. Uh, I didn't lose until like the eighteenth. That's weird. No, my birthday. Funnily enough. <laughs> there you go. That's weird. Clearly, but... your birthday. Clearly, your birthday heralded a person to play um, last Christmas in a Primark somewhere. I lost on but... the second. Oh Ooh. wow! That's Ooh. that's the that is the. That is this. That is like the 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 shortest amount of time I've been able to endure I, it. But it was the second. I, I was ha- like, oh fuck. Huh. I still haven't. I still haven't lost. I still haven't lost. Still it's hasn't lost it. yet. You yeah. heard it here first. He's gonna make it to Christmas. Red, this comes I mean, out Christmas, Riddens. So you better make damn sure that you get. Yeah, it. yeah you got. Yeah. You got to isolate yourself for the next yeah. two days. Yeah, it's right. I've got to get the guns out. But you know what? As we get to the eighties, it gets more interesting. We have last Christmas. We also have. Uh, one of my, an underrated one, which I actually haven't heard for a while, driving home for Christmas. See, See I... no, I I stand by this. I think driving home for Christmas is a pretty good song, but I think that's just because it's a good song masquerading as a Christmas song. Yes, yeah. Chris Ray actually, yeah. I think Chris Ray got it right in the production of that song as well. That he didn't go for musicality and instruments of the time, which was heavy on synth, and he decided yeah. to make it more classical, which I think like, really in, has like, endured in, that song like, in my longevity. Head. In my head, I feel like he was just writing a he was just writing a completely different song, mm, yeah. And then it just kind of was like, eh, "I'll make it Christmas." Yeah, he just kind of crossed out a few lyrics, and then that yeah. was it. Yeah, he did a damn which, fine job on that song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the song that I haven't heard for a while, but I always find it's just it's just the perfect amount of coziness. And it I really just, is. It's mm, got a great vibe to it. it. Really, yeah. really has. I, I. It's one of those songs I definitely love this hearing once the Christmas playlists start coming out on um on radio. Um talking of eighties and being more of contemporary of the time, uh Shaking Stevens Chris Merry Christmas everyone is definitely one that is a Okay. This is this is this is one which is so heavy in the British public consciousness. <laughs> yes. And I cannot stress how like invasive this song is <laughs> yeah. it really is it really is oh I, again like, it's I, one of those songs that takes the first two points i made to the extreme i i can tell you this i've listened to that song my whole life and i'm not sure if it's a good song or not 
I just, mm. I just don't know. It only, only that it endures. It, the, the, I was going to say, does. I can't quantify if it's if it's a good song or not. It's just a song. Yeah, it, it absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's there's a point where when I'm listening to it, I feel like my brain just filters everything out, and it's just noise. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but so we got to talk about it. The the the, the last truly great Christmas song. A one that everyone takes the piss out of, but I think everyone takes the piss out of it just because we know that it is a phenomenal song, and that's Mariah Carey. That's Mariah Carey. Like, See, here's, the, here's mm. the thing, right? I feel like part of this, A is carried by Mariah Carey's phenomenal vocal work. Yes. Like, when it comes to vocals, like, I don't think people quite understand. She's almost, like, borderline freak of nature. Yes. And, I, and again, I feel like the way that it, it's, like, simple enough to follow along to, it's got enough interest in it to keep you invested. Mm. And, yeah. like, it, it's kind of, like, aware of what it's trying to be. Yes. Yes. Is it is it saccharine as hell? Yes. But it very but it very happily revels in it. And like and like to be fair, like I said, like it's got it's got pretty good production. Oh yeah. It's got Mariah Carey on it. And it's it's a fun song. Yeah, obviously it's become the meme at this point. Yes, and I think it might. It, it's I. Hmm, I dare I say but, but, the re-releases have kind of killed. They've kind of killed it for me a little bit. That's not. But that's not to say that the original still isn't fantastic. Because god oh, damn, I, it's but, still but, a fantastic but, but, song. But it's like it's like the thing I say about Last Christmas, though, because mm. Last Christmas is actually just straight up just like a great song. Mm. Like yes. you can't really argue with it. Like yeah, okay, it's annoying and it gets played a lot, but like. It, you, it does because it's it's almost a kind of an example of George Michael at his best. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is like it is. People, we kind of forget, even even with our like, even with his his unfortunate passing, that like he was a legitimate kind of musical genius. He really was, man. Like, like. I think we all kind of take it for granted that he is a, a like a pop genius. Mm. Oh yeah, like when it comes to the eighties pop style, like George Michael had it figured out. I I no, I'd argue like that up to the nineties. I mean, no, up, I, up to the nineties, absolutely. Yeah. But like that that period with Wham, they had it figured out. Yeah, yeah, they had figured it out, and they just used it to every single advantage. And yeah, it's just it's just like wow. And I do, but yeah, with the Mariah Carey one, I mean, it's the fact that I think the fact that like we use like a lot of people meme it and use it as a Christmas time is officially upon us. That is incredible because it's not like it's not like she doesn't have the fiercest competition, perhaps in all of music. Yeah, that. <laughs> I would like, say. I think, it, I think it's crazy to think that that song has become like the herald of Christmas. <laughs> It really has. I would say second to all I want for Christmas for you in terms of that song that heralds the the arrival of it, and 
as a way to saying kind of uh, rest in peace to the main man Shane McGowan is Fairy Tale of New York. It's got to be because I feel like those two are the ones that kind of stand on top of everybody else in that sense. Okay. Okay. So, I, so this is this, right. this is this is where I feel like we have what I'm going to call the divergence point. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is the point where you figure out what kind of Christmas person someone is. Yes. Yes. Where if you say, where if Fairy Tale of New York starts playing, there's two, there's base, well, I was going to say, there's two, there's actually three. Um, the first response is, oh my God, they're playing this. The second response is, oh, thank God, something which doesn't feel so dreadfully saccharine about Christmas. And then the third is, is your, is your dad um, at 7 p.m. after having Christmas dinner, mentioning the one fact everyone repeats about Kirsty McCall. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my okay. fucking god, yes, Dad. I can't no, believe okay. that that you just mentioned all of my la- like my Christmases from about five to ten. You, you, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna okay. without without saying the piece of information, it doesn't need to be said. Why does every single dad know that fact and repeat it every single time? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's very confusing. It is, I, I, I said this to Jay over at UWP because we're having a conversation about this. But it is like every single time someone mentions her name, it's like someone's dad just spawns in and has to tell someone that fact. Yeah. Yeah, it's it the is, worst. It is, it is genuinely confusing to me. Yep. And the thing about it, the thing about it that makes it so stupid is that I was with my girlfriend recently and it came on the radio and her mum who was sitting with us immediately mentioned it the moment she heard the song god <laughs> okay it's time for me to get on my heel phase it's time for me it's time it's time it's time. come on man you do it you do it shoot shoot on him fairy tale in new york has always been my least favorite christmas song Every time it's on the radio, I feel myself physically cringe. Now, I know that last time I had this with my Welsh mate, she was she was like, Shane McGower literally passed away. You cannot be on your bullshit this year. And that is fair. So for this year, in honor of the dead, I will not be on my bullshit. But I have to be honest, I have never liked it. Mm. I have always, I have like, I have, always found it to be the most i understand why people like it because they need that bit of cynicism for all the saccharineness and blah 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 yeah i find it so i don't want it i just don't want it it just it's... doesn't sound christmasy i'm sorry here's, here's here's my thing with the song and i'm gonna say this as a person that like is kind of relatively ambivalent about it there are times where I do like I do like hearing it. Times where I don't, mm. which is, I can I can appreciate the feeling it's going for. Mm. Yeah, I can I can appreciate what it's trying to do, but yes. equally I'm I'm also like, and I say this as quite a cynical person in myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if there's the need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. And also, this is a whole separate thing, but I also equally hate the song now just because of the amount of con every year Christmas comes around. It's fucking discourse central. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. frankly, needs to stop. No one's adding anything original. Mm-hmm. The song's not woke. It was written in like, what, 1988? 1988, right? We've had enough time. Get yeah. over yourselves. We're done here. 
Yeah, it's just like I I don't like it, but whatever. We gotta just move on. However, and you know what the thing is? You the thing is, I feel like I feel like there is a song that as time has gone on, I now count, which is shocking because I for the longest time, Slade Merry Christmas was my favorite Christmas song of mm -hmm. all time. Hands down. Like there was like and it was no there was no fight. There was no competition. It just straight up was, is, or it would be. Yeah. Until two years ago, where this song, which I feel like as an adult, now fully has like taken taken over as the Christmas song for me, and that is the waitress's Christmas rapping. Oh, solid, solid choice. Which absolutely defines a, a person like me who loves Christmas. But as time goes on and you get older, it becomes more and more exhausted by the Christmas season. Yeah, I get. No, I absolutely get what you mean on that one, Reed. And that is a. Yeah. That's one I wanted to bring up as well. I'm glad you brought that one up because it's like that subject of what are the songs, or there are, or is there a song or a group of people that do Christmas songs that just so fall by the wayside that no one talks about them? And I'm gonna just say it here, everybody. <laughs> I genuinely think Motown in general does some of the best Christmas music. Yes. Yes. M Motown Absolutely. just gets it every single freaking time. There's a reason why Jackson <clears throat> 5 are so flipping good at what they did. Stevie Wonder was yeah. so damn good. The Supremes, The Temptations, they were so yeah. damn good with what they did with Christmas music. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Also... Which I feel like is a, I feel like they kind of cheat. It's real, it's like semi to it, but like, I feel like they cheated and yet it still stupidly works. I have to shout out Earth, Wind, and Fire's December. Honestly, it's, it's not a bad true. shout, to like, be honest. Like, like and I, I kind of feel like a little mean because in terms of it, they cheated. They absolutely <laughs> cheated. They took one of the greatest songs of all time. Just replaced, replaced the month. the month, and then suddenly made one of the great Christmas songs of all time. Damn it! Now, they were playing with cheat codes, but it works. They they were playing with cheat codes, but like you like to be fair though, as as a, as a fellow bag chaser, I have to respect it. No, you have to respect it. Absolutely, it's so good. It works perfectly, and strangely enough, out of all the songs that I have heard. It's the only one I have heard playing in a shop. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, because I want I want to mention one, and I know this is a really strange one, and it probably reflects more just like me and my brothers. But for us, the Christmas song was always Christmas in Hollis. Yes, mm. I was hoping to talk about this. The and I and I love this so much just because it it has it feels like it has joy in it. It yes. really does, like. Who, like, could you, stand, who better? I will to, stand to bat for Run DMC every single day of the week. I was going to say, who yeah. better to do like a Christmas rap song than Run DMC? Let's be honest. And literally, no one in the history of hip hop ever tried afterwards. <laughs> they were just yeah, because like, they were just like, I mean, what do we do at this point? Yeah, they literally like, well, no, they they did it. It's done. It's over. We don't need to do this. <laughs> don't, don't worry, guys. They did it already. We don't need to. We don't need to do it anymore. Just, yeah. Yeah, wow, people need a... to big up Christmas in Hollis more. Literally, they really do. 
you know what I think that is? I think that, like, at least for the UK, that song has never been played. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's like... Exactly. Never really got to where it's supposed. It's never got to where it's really supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know maybe maybe in the future because the waitresses' um, Christmas wrapping is like it. It's only in our lifetime, only past like five years, I think that's really slowly gotten become like a a true Christmas great. So I think you know in our lifetime, I think that Christmas and Hollows might get up there. I hope it does. I One song I definitely really hope gets up there for the people that can get a bit emotional, because Christmas is an overwhelming time. I want to say the emotions version of What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas. Ooh. That song, that's a great pick. That's, that's a that great song pick. deserves more, because it genuinely is an incredible fucking song. Yeah. Just... <sighs> Christmas music, when done right, guys, as we we will start, as we've established probably this whole yeah, episode, no, can absolutely yeah. go and slaps. We have got to talk, I guess, now as we've got to talk about more modern, the modern kind of years now of Christmas. Okay, music. but here's okay. the here's the again. I feel like as time goes on, the Christmas music just really has not kept up the levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And I was gonna say, mate, do we blame the person that I mentioned that he almost yet <laughs> you almost threw a chair at me for Dan? <laughs> yeah. I, I I will always one hundred percent blame Michael Bublé. I will always I know I you. this is uh, it. I, every year he descends from his cave. He, yeah. he is, the start of Christmas. He he is the man where he's the man I dread the most of Christmas. I'm sorry. That's... What you're telling me you don't want to constantly hear it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, Canada can have him back. <laughs> if I'm going it's it's simple. If I'm going to listen to Christmas songs, I am go you have to be really good to to do the cover. I'm sorry, he ain't him. He ain't it. He ain't it. Okay, here's my thing about Michael Bublé doing Christmas songs, right? (laughs) The entire time to me, it just sounds like he's doing a Bing Crosby impression. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I just... I I don't want to... I feel bad because I don't want to hate too much on him because, but on the other hand, literally he was on the screen and I kind of irrationally just screamed (laughs) because I was just like, no, I can't. I can't. Oh, man. I feel, yeah, Michael Bublé. And I know it's an easy target and everyone does it. But I feel like Simon Cowell has a lot to uh, answer for. Simon Cowell started a war during Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Can I, can I, before, we, before we get to that, there's one I want to mention, okay? Yeah. And it's because it comes up all the time, especially with, like, when, organi- when like, Groups and organizations are doing shows and stuff. Everything. I I need to know what what is the hype behind that Coldplay Christmas song? Oh, Christmas lights. Because I have heard so many people do versions of it. I cannot understand why. Here's the thing, though, I... Dan. I would say Coldplay doesn't even do the best version of that song. Yellow Card does the best version of that like, song. I I I've I've heard it so many times from so many different people performing it, and I'm just like, why? What 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 is there to gain from this? <laughs> I, a... I feel like that that one specifically is so modular that anyone could do a reasonable cover of it. Yeah, it just feels empty though. Because Chris Martin is right at the lower rung of his voice, and he goes, "Christmas night, another fight, 
Yep. See, you it, could do it, that in any register at any tick. Yeah. tick I, key. Yeah, see, I think that's its. I think that's its key. That it's like it's something that like everyone can sing, but at the same time, you know, when anyone can sing it, that means <laughs> no lost, one can. It's really lost sing its it. luster a little, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least eight. We built this city on fucking sausage rolls, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we gonna okay? Should we talk about that? We'll talk about that after we talk about the about X Factor. Yes, please. Okay, so I would like to introduce to our American viewers what I guess we're going to affectionately call the X Factor versus Public Christmas Number One War. Yes, <laughs> and and here's how I'm going to explain it. Now, I'm sure for our friends across the pond and probably all over the world, they're listening to this. You are aware of what the X Factor is. The yearly singing contest where the public vote on their favorite singer out of a group of people that have auditioned, go through to finals, and then the winner gets a contract and basically in the UK was for a time was guaranteed the number one spot. At Christmas. And yeah. at Christmas, because the show always finished around Christmas and they'd released their song, yada yada yada, they'd get number they'd get the number one spot because it was a new release coming around at Christmas. And then eventually there was just this kind of public shift which transformed into the public hating this. Mm. I think it was when we reached about year six or seven. Which I believe would have been yeah. around 2009. Yeah, yeah, it would have been it would have been around 2009-10. Because I remember this happening when I was in high school. And basically the a broad section of the public just were like we hate the X Factor please get it off our screens and out of our ears and and yeah didn't this morph into the campaign to get yes. Rage Against okay. the Machine to number one yes, yes. So this, this is an infamous moment in British culture <laughs> <laughs> which was the year when a group of people who uh, were frustrated at the X Factor always having the number one spot, regardless of like whatever it was, it was almost always the same type of song. They, the winner always did the same type of thing. Um, they, the British public campaign for Rage Against the Machine, killing in the name of to get Christmas number one. Uh, and was amazingly successful. It was crazy. It was. It was. It was. It was, it, was a, one. it was a. It was a genuine groundswell public guerrilla campaign. Yeah, it was a literal... to revolt against mass media. <laughs> it was an actual rebellion. It was kind of incredible to see, and everyone was kind of secretly rooting for it. Yeah, That's I think. I think, I think the thing was is that. By that point, the X Factor had become incredibly contrived. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, it was always the same type of song, the same type of artist. The shine had kind of gone from it as well. Yeah. Like, we had the whole Susan Boyle thing, and everyone was like, yeah, okay. Um, And, you know, it was just kind of whoever. And this was very firmly in the point where the people who came, like, fourth on x factor were more successful yeah yes i think the last was it little mix that were the last like actual winners to actually have a good I think, career i think yeah. so 
Oh, did they actually win? I forget. I believe won. they did. Yeah. The last one, the the, oh, the best one I can think of comparatively, I believe it was Alexandra Burke, and she went on to have a career on um, the West End. Yes, Leona Lewis as well is the only one I can yeah, think yeah, of, of course, that's close course, as well. She's yeah, probably yeah. one of the last ones to actually remain in public perception. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, it was this, it was this big public campaign, and then uh, Rage Against the Machine got the honor of being the Christmas number one. To some people, that now qualifies it as a Christmas song. I don't think I can make that argument. I don't think I can make that argument. I feel um, like it did. It did leave us with the fantastic moment of Rage Against the Machine being asked to perform for, uh, I believe it was BBC Radio One, yes. and being told you cannot swear, and them saying okay. To which uh, Zach Delaroca <laughs> just immediately know, started which, shouting. Which Zach Delaroca immediately started swearing very loudly, and they had to cut the live broadcast I, on public radio. I love, I love Tom Morello and, and those guys so much for doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of like I am just kind of like I really want to be in the room for someone. They, who... What I what I want is is I want to be a person in like the audio booth. In the run up, in like the run up to those bits where he's doing the whole like you won't, I won't do what you tell me, and you're just sitting there sweating fifty cow bullets, waiting to see what happens with your finger hovering over a button that just says like cut audio. <laughs> in and case Zach, of emergency, Zach Delaroca Del just immediately just saying swearing on live public broadcast radio <laughs> for everyone to hear. I'm just kind of like, what the what did you expect? This is this is my thing though. Uh, like, how do you go into a meeting with rage against the machine and say, guys, you can't swear? And when they go, okay, you take that and be like, okay, they're definitely gonna do it. They yeah, are called yeah. Rage meeting. Against the Machine. That meeting went well, guys. What do you think? Yeah, that Zach guy, he was lovely. Tom especially. <laughs> oh, well, that was easy. I, 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 There is part of me that's always like, surely someone had to know what was going to happen. Yeah, surely. Like, like, surely someone had to know what was going to happen. Yeah, was it like a thing that they just had to actually just, they had to say it just to say it, or did they actually believe it? I think that's the key thing. Like, saying it, I can understand. Did they believe it? <laughs> I, look, I am, I, I am more than thinking that at least one exec at BBC believed them at face value. Oh yeah, and it yeah. was the white. It was the crustiest of white people as well. I I know very firmly that there was a solid like five people who made that decision <laughs> that had no idea who they were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was such a it was such a funny time in the world of music for that to happen. And I was just like, you know what, we may have it good yet, but then. Little oh, yeah. did we know, someone was fucking brewing up the worst stretch of time in modern ages. Desolate. Desolate out here. I mean, desolate for Christmas music, that's for damn sure. Desolate. Yeah. We have had no... We, we, got, we, got, we, we were starving. Yeah. I Like, basically all it was was just like... Again, like... X Factor and the voice winners 
make a song around Christmas time and it may or may not get some plays. Yeah. And then... That was the, really the point. That was really the point when uh, when Buble really started to take over at Christmas. He, he saw in our desperation we turned to a man we did not fully understand. Yeah. Yeah. And are we are we gonna get to are we gonna get to the the modern the now modern period? Yeah, and have to talk, and have to talk about okay, just yeah. when we thought There's... it was worse. In who should who should appear but freaking lad baby? Okay, now there are many things that I have issues with about this. First off, Christmas parody songs get in the bin. Yes. 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 Get in the bin. Unless you are Weird Al Yankovic, get in the bin. Yes. Yes. Right? Second of all, making a Christmas parody song on a joke that you've been running on your Facebook page for like four years by this point, that gets occasional shares from like Lad Bible, get out. It is, it is the most like... Do you know what I, I I call it I call it Facebook mum humor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not the person to be casting aspersions about what people find funny. Mm-hmm. I, as I as I've repeated this story many times to many people I know, one time my friend sent me a picture of the letter A with a blur effect on it, and I started laughing. Why I don't. Know. Yeah. But. All right, why does that make me laugh? <laughs> See, that's what I mean, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we are kind of cursed that way, but yeah. Um, but that then spawning into a song, which is just a, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna get heat for this because I'm talking, well, a because I'm talking bad on them, which is a mid recreation of the song "We Built This City," of which is a fantastic song. Yes, Starship which, deserved which, uh, more. Of which there are many incredible covers. Yeah. Of which I will say, if anyone hasn't, if anyone hasn't heard it, um, the cover of "We Built This City" by Danny Avedan of Game Grumps and Ninja Sex Party fame, fantastic. He yeah. nails the spirit of it brilliantly. Oh, he does. Um, it it it's it's a fantastic on like on character homage to it. And okay, I've spoken with uh, Joe from Damn It Vince about this because he's also a musician. Of course, it would and, be Joe. Of course, it would be Joe. And, I'm just saying. And, and and I have we have to stress this, right? How do the instruments in a 2016 cover sound worse than the original? <laughs> it's Casio keyboard, wasn't oh, it? Man. They recorded it's it on not a even Casio. Casio. It sounds like. Awful MIDI. So here's the thing about this, about any Christmas like parody or whatever. Whatever you're going to whatever like beat you're going for with Christmas, whatever you're gonna be like doing, good or bad, even the bad ones that we've that we've shat upon in this, they have one thing. Sincerity. You yeah. can't be insincere, and any Christmas parody song is going to be insincere, and that just fails across the board. Whatever you have to say about Christmas, and for the love of God, say whatever you will about this time, please. Yeah. Please. But I have to say, the thing that makes it such an interesting time is that it's kind of like mandated sincerity. Yes. Which, of course, has its own problems. 
a lot of people hate Christmas for a variety of really well-deserved reasons, mm. but it is a sincere time. So if you're going to do a song about Christmas, be sincere. For the love of God, be sincere. Paul McCartney, who we all think make the worst Christmas song, he was sincere about it. Exactly. exactly. And I think that's the worst the worst crime of this dude is that he ended up, is that he didn't learn his lesson and he ruined Joan Jett and Journey. No, that that Joan that Joan Jett one like actually kind of frustrates me. Yeah. Uh, and then he and then he does his own version of Do They Know It's Christmas. And again, how how could it make the most patronizing insincere Christmas song ever worse? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I could spend many hours talking talking ill of these people. Yeah. But I feel like it's not necessarily I feel like it's not necessarily my place. So I'm gonna throw out two questions to you. Okay. First question. And this is one that firmly divides the British public. Okay. Is the song Stay Another Day by E seventeen a Christmas song? Hmm. Put that mm. That's a hard one because the lyrical content of it doesn't denote that it's a Christmas song, but the melody and musicality, and of course the way it was promoted, makes it out to be a Christmas song. To me personally, I don't see it so much as a Christmas song. Because here's, here's, here's my view on it, okay? And I, I checked this uh, just a moment ago, but even though I know this is not a proper metric to do it by, mm. the song was being released in November. Mm. Mm. And I feel like they just tried to tie it in with Christmas. Mm. And as such, mm. it's not necessarily a Christmas song. Maybe I should tell my brother this, who my oldest brother, who was the biggest East 17 fan, <laughs> if if he thinks that Stay Another Day was a Christmas song. take on whether or not Stay Another Day is a Christmas song or not. I was going to say, he I... still unironically likes them, and he and he is a I, man in his what? 40s. <laughs> you know what? Frankly, based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... yeah, I feel like... They, 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 I feel like this song gets the we are on this council but do not grant you the rank of master yeah I feel like. <laughs> yes okay now the second one which is what is your favorite alternative christmas song <laughs> which can be any christmas song which basically is not one that gets regularly played oh i have okay a... so oh, so when we say christmas song I'm going to I'm going to completely bend and probably break your break your ruling there. Okay. And just that I feel like this song really does represent that we are like this actually is more this might not be a Christmas song, but it definitely is a winter song for me. Mm. Okay. Which I always play, which is Gorilla's November Has Come. Mm. I can I can respect that. I can respect that. Which obviously is not a Christmas song at all. But it just has a vibe, like such a great vibe of like, yes, we are reaching the end point of the year. Things are getting colder. Wrap up. And it's on and Demon just, Days, which is one of the best albums ever made, let's be honest. Yes, which is the which is the last which is the last great rock album. 
Yes. I have. I will. I will forever say that Demon Days is the end of the Rock. Like, the, the, <laughs> like it is the is the end one. It is the apocalypse of Rock, and I mean that with all the love in the world. <laughs> you can fight me on that, but yeah. I yeah I I always feel like that because that's just the song that kind of like I'm always playing when it were I'm starting to like oh yeah Christmas time is coming I got to do this this and this I get yeah, I just and it has MF do all caps when you say the man's name yeah what Lee Moriarty so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to Tiger Star <laughs> but uh, yeah no I I would count that as an an, an alternate like if not Christmas song which yeah it's not. I would say it's an alternate winter song. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Gosh, for me, uh, I, I'm going to be weird as well. C can I be weird in my decision? You uh, can um, be as weird as you like. For me, it always comes back to um, The Midnight. Uh, as everyone knows, one of my favorite synthwave bands uh, and especially around no uh, November time, I end up listening to their EP Nocturnal from 2018. I don't know why yeah. that one in particular, but it just has that vibe for me of it's get the nights are rolling in, it's getting a bit darker now, and maybe I want to drive down a neon soaked street. <laughs> I love that. I love that like EP so much. It is such a bloody good one, and I everyone knows me. I love the midnight. I have seen them near. Well, I'm going to be seeing them three times come next year. I will be seeing them three uh, for three times, and they are always an amazing band. If it gives me a chance to big up the midnight on, on an episode of this, I will do it. <laughs> so there you go, Dad. I love it. I love it. Uh, because my my alternative Christmas music has become mostly. Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Some, some Christmas country. Yeah. I, I will also give a shout out. Uh, I say give it a shout out. Um, does anyone remember No Doubt's Christmas song? Yes, no, I do. I don't <laughs> they did a Christmas song called Oi to the World. It's very strange. It's 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 really strange. It is incredible. It it really is really. If memory serves me correct, I've, I, I was it a cover for the Vandal song? I'm almost certain. I think it was. It was, a... it was mm. but like the for some reason, they the, the take they do on it is just even more confusing. Yes, Tra you straight up can't understand half of what Gwen Stefani's singing. I'm pretty sure that Gwen Stefani was right in the middle of her Christmas celebrations when she... Probably, <laughs> it sounds like it. She recorded her vocals for that. But no, I highly recommend listening to Sufjan Stevens at Christmas. And he also has a Christmas cover album. He he does. He does. He has an album, he has an album of Christmas carols that he's sung. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what, fellas? I think that's a good way to end this. Yeah. Oh, it's another year, another Christmas, another, another like debated, passionate discussion about Christmas-related topics. I have no. It, it was, it was always going to be like we are all big fans of music. Yeah, <laughs> it was always going to. We were always if going we, to have. If takes. we, if we happen to shit on your favorite Christmas song, well, I, I'm just sorry for you. Unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Tis the season. If we have chat on your favorite Christmas song, if you are a big fan of 
of Paul McCartney's <laughs> having a wonderful Christmas time. I will forever be confused, but, <laughs> but, but I hope that you enjoy it and you enjoy your season however you celebrate it. I can hear the clanging of the synth chord there, Reardon, as you're saying that to that song. Yes, I, I can as well. But... I, however, will not be so kind. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> is this not the time for Christmas truces? No, it is, but, like, if I hear someone, like, playing Lad Baby out loud, I will become, like, Krampus. <laughs> you there, boy! What day is it? It's December the 25th! Tell that man to stop fucking playing Lad Baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, will, I, will, I will descend with a bundle of, with a bundle of branches from an ash tree. <laughs> 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 Fucking anime-style cross-slashing. The... <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, well, that is another year and another Christmas special over and out for us. We will be back in the new year where we've got to figure out our uh, our nominations and our winners for the 2024 Sweet Chin Wag Waggies. Oh, God, nice. I'm not, I, I can't wait for like four days of intense anxiety trying to decide these categories. Yeah, this is going to be rough. We are going to be, uh, we are going to be bringing back all of your favourites. We are going to be bringing back the Jeff Jarrett Award. We are going to be bringing Absolutely. back the Lindsay Dorado Fuck Around and Find Out Award. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like we should bring in a brand new award known as the melee hellbot award where we give and and tell and let our people or let us and maybe we even put, put it to a van vote what was people's favorite appearance of melee hellbot <laughs> so either What's way your favorite melee bit i was gonna say either way melee wins <laughs> but that is all gonna come up on the next years uh oh, coming up next year um uh, until then i have been sam this has been dan and reardon you've been listening to the sweet chin wag podcast and uh, may i just say from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for a wonderful 2023 to every single listener you have a wonderful Absolutely. christmas and uh yeah we'll see you on the next one bye everybody see ya. you all a good night